Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast today. I have a special guest on today. Her name is Julianette Martinez. Do you want to say hi, Julie? Hello, hello. How I know Julie real quick, um, we met through um, church and we became really good friends and Julie is just super awesome and when I decided to interview someone I was like hey Julie knows a little bit about um being an introvert and a little bit about anxiety which usually those two go hand in hand so I'm just gonna let her introduce herself and talk about some of her um accomplishments and what she's done um so go ahead Julie thank you Kylie. I actually still remember the day that I met you yeah I think it's so funny that we're both introverts right right we're all just here trying to be like outspoken trying to meet new people we're trying to get ourselves out of the comfort zone when we were at church so I found that interesting yeah but I'm hi I'm Julianette Martinez and I'm an eighth grade science teacher um I'm also I was Miss Leighton Utah for America back in 2019 so long ago wow yeah Um, pre-covid pre-COVID, <laughs> and um, as uh, Miss Layton, I was able to do a lot of charity work. Uh, I also started a chair- charity, uh, um, what's it called? Nonprofit? Well, not profit. It's a scholarship program called mm. Pursue STEM. It's specifically for young women who are pursuing a career in STEM, so science, technology, engineering, and math. Um, if you guys would like to still be a part of that um i'll probably say something at the end about how to donate to that okay but um yeah it's and it's something i'm very proud of so it's some of the stuff i do tell us a little bit about like being an introvert like what does it mean to you to be like an introvert what does that mean well to me an introvert doesn't mean shy or doesn't like talking to people an introvert to me is someone who gains energy from being with themselves being alone it doesn't necessarily mean that they hate people, but that they value introspection. So I see introverts as someone who values thought. I used to consider myself an introvert, um, but I think recently I, I've noticed that I do gain some energy from being around people. So maybe I'm like not too much of an introvert as I once was. Mm-hmm. But, but that's how I see an introvert, as someone who gains energy from when they are alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's an interesting thing to bring up because um, the podcast is the introvert learned extrovert. Um, I think a lot of us, as we're like doing, as we're like, oh, hey, I'm an introvert. But then as we become more social or other things, we're like, oh, hey, I actually really enjoy being with people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing that that I found is that sometimes an introvert, they're like, oh, they're they're very selective about their people, though, too, in like who who they hang out with and who they like to be with you don't like to like go out and just be with everybody and anybody <laughs> so well, yeah, i totally agree i think it's more of a uh, how to spend your energy with like you might find some people that might be you you might need to give them a little bit more energy than you would have um if that makes sense what i'm trying to say and mm-hmm. so as an introvert you're kind of like losing energy there and so like maybe that's why they don't see them as very social type of people it's because you're just trying to conserve energy anyways that's mm-hmm. what i'm thinking about yeah it's no and i think that's totally true that like it, it is all in your energy real quick back to just being introvert was there like a moment you're like hey i'm an introvert or like just like younger when you're younger or like a story or anything 
Well, um, well, something that let me know that maybe I was an introvert, just kind of looking back when I was younger, I very much like to eat my lunch alone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would get my lunch, I would get out of the, of the cafeteria and then go to the library. I just liked sitting there. I, just, I liked how quiet it was. No one would go to the library, so I thought it was great. Uh, I just didn't like the noise. Uh, mm-hmm. It was very overwhelming for me. Mm-hmm. And... And yeah, and then when I moved to the U.S., I kind of noticed that, so I'm from Puerto Rico. Yes, I was like, whoa, we didn't even talk about that either. You're yeah, not from, totally, <laughs> you weren't totally born in the United States either. Yeah, I totally forgot to mention, but I'm from Guayama, Puerto Rico, and that was where I grew up. Our libraries were pretty small, mm-hmm. and I, I just kind of liked it because it was very quiet, and not a lot of kids would be there, but then I moved to the U.S., and I noticed that I still like to spend most of my time just kind of watching videos online, um, play, playing games online, or just listening to music, just being with my, being by myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't really seek out people, and I like being by myself sometimes. I thought it was okay. How have you learned to cope in an extroverted world? Because you said that you used to be more introverted, and now you're more, a little bit more extroverted. What are some of the things that you, like, learned and you were like, hey, I actually might like to be with, with people? Moving to the U.S. when I, I was in middle school, it was a it was a huge shift in in how I saw things. Because in Puerto Rico, I still had friends. I was still talking to people, and the reason why I still had friends and was able to talk to some people is because the same people I had I was in kindergarten with were the same people I had um, all the way up to graduation. Let's say, mm-hmm. and I and I would be with them. It was a very small class. We get to know each other very well, and it wasn't like a big deal. And then I come to the U.S. and every class. Uh, in middle school, it's a different group of kids with a different teacher. Um, it's a huge school, and I had to learn to make friends with people. <laughs> yeah, people are scary sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and so because I, I didn't want to sit alone. Oh no, because that then people would look at me weird or something. Mm-hmm. Like luckily, I had sisters who who were extroverted and took me under their wing, and <laughs> it's my sister's soul. I love her. She like she, she noticed me sometimes that maybe I was hanging out with the wrong people. She go, "Oh, you're sitting with me at lunch." Just letting you know. No, I, I I love her for that. So she, <laughs> I, definitely having a sibling helps out. Yes. So like for the longest time, I I've had this problem. I wasn't very good at kind of talking to people. I wasn't. I, I had to deal with a lot of the anxieties that I'm that I have, and mm-hmm. we'll probably talk about that later. But I. I really wanted to get out of my shell, and that involved a lot of things. I tried to get involved in clubs. I tried to go for being like president, uh, being part of the presidency of certain clubs when I was in high school. Made it to college. Was in part of different organizations that have to deal with what what I am currently doing as a teacher. Uh, different clubs, um, diversity clubs. I also I also went for Miss Layton. As, a, as, as using that as a building opportunity for myself and hopefully to be able to to talk to more people and to get myself out of my shell. So mm-hmm. I have been constantly trying to find ways to to connect with others. And so that's how I've been kind of dealing with that introversion. So more like you were connecting through like groups and through like causes and, and through things that you felt passionate about and that led you to to be with people and to help people. Exactly, yes. Awesome. 
And you um, just touched on, on anxiety real quick. Um, do you think that, like, being introverted, more introverted led to some anxiety? Or do you think that having anxiety led you to maybe be more introverted? I think for me personally, anxiety led to introversion is what I think. Because mm. um, I... I started to realize that I had anxiety when I was in third grade. So I was very young. I had my first panic attack. Mm-hmm. I had this weird pressure in my chest. I couldn't walk. There was a raising heart. I, I was dizzy. Mm-hmm. And we thought it was like a heart problem and stuff. And I I really do think the anxiety led to the introversion because I would have panic attacks. Um, I was diagnosed when I was eight years old with generalized anxiety disorder and panic attacks. And I found that... I didn't like having panic attacks in front of people. So maybe that's why I was trying to be alone most of the time. Mm-hmm. I, didn't want, I didn't want to have that in front of people and have them be all worried about me. So And freaking yeah. out. And then that just yes. made you want to be more like by yourself. And Yes. I did end up doing a lot of self-isolation, isolation, which then probably fit my anxiety even more. Yeah. Uh, it, it was not a good time. <laughs> But I think everybody goes through that a little bit where they're, they kind of have to look inside themselves and, and figure out what, what is going on and figuring out that the root cause was anxiety probably helped you figure out, hey, like, I'm, I'm okay. Like, there, there is something wrong with me, but that's not me. That's, that's a situation. That's something that's happening to me. Yes, exactly. I, I've been learning more about that recently. I finally accepted that I have a problem and I do have anxiety and instead of pushing it away it's been helpful to see it as a part of me Mm -hmm. and that it's not terrible it's not a bad thing I shouldn't be ashamed I think think that's one thing I feel like a lot of people feel Mm -hmm. um, that there's this shame in maybe thinking the way the the things that you think Um, but but you shouldn't I think that's always I think that COVID was definitely a, a, a tipping point for me in terms of the whole anxiety thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's when it was like, oh, I am dying. Um, okay. It was a lot of things going on at the same time. And I that's when I decided, like, I needed to do something about it. And I finally went to therapy. And it's great. What? <laughs> and and I, when I reached out for help, I... Um, I'm also on medication now, so that makes it even better. Um, I'm not using that as a crutch. I just want to point that out um, yes. to people. That is not a crutch, but it took me a while to accept that my problem was so great. It was so great that I needed medication. Mm-hmm. And again, this is something that I've been dealing with since I was eight years old. And we we didn't quite went through the correct steps to mitigate my, my anxiety when I was little. And so that's why it got so big to the point where it was not good. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that uh, it took me a, a long time to not feel shame in the fact that I was actually seeking help and, and talking to a therapist. So just letting you know, there's no shame in that. There, There isn't. And that's a good point that a lot of people are like, oh, well, I'm an introvert or I have depression and so I can't be with people or I have anxiety. And really seeking that help that you need is is super important. And especially, like you said, during COVID, I know I've, like, felt the anxiety and other things is 
as like the world around us and circumstances are changing but like you said getting that help going to a therapist getting medication talking to someone and reaching out and texting facetiming other things like that different ways that you can um cope cope with what you're dealing with is there anything else you'd add to that list well, because oh, here's what here's how I think of it uh, in terms of like the medication and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like this, it's in nature. Like we, it's available to us, so why not use it? Yes. Um, it's, it's like I don't want to think of it as a crutch. Like use all the tools available in your arsenal, and this is just another tool. I'm not saying always use it, mm-hmm. but uh, because we all end up feeling um dealing with our problems in different ways but mm-hmm. i know that there, there's, there's a lot of stigma when it comes to to that so that's why i'm talking about this not saying that is necessary for everybody but that's what what i'm sharing mm-hmm. those are some of the tools that i i found that have been useful for me definitely reaching out to others has been very useful as well awesome i love that and i think one thing to keep in mind too for everybody is just keep the like one person's path might not be the same for you and that's why we have this podcast why we have this like these conversations is because just to share um different ways that people have dealt with it and maybe you feel like hey that might i identify with that and i need to take that that path and there's lots of different people who have different paths some people it's medication some people it's meditation other things like that and it's just figuring out what works for you. And a lot of a lot of younger people, I know growing up, I didn't know what was like, I, I knew I was like an introvert and I liked to like be by myself and I had very few friends. But what would, what would you recommend to a younger person or even like someone who's like, oh, I think I might be an introvert who's struggling to find themselves. Do you have anything you'd recommend? I recommend not um nothing not being an introvert but because it's okay to be on your own but yes we are humans are social creatures we we need to be with each other we're here for each other and i think it's important for you to find your people i'm not saying that your people is everybody that you talk to but definitely find people that are also interested in what you're interested in and try to make connections with them mm-hmm. it's important to not be alone Mm-hmm. I mean, it's okay to be alone sometimes, but it, but it's important to reach out to others. Mm-hmm. I like I like uh, where you're not reaching out to others, and more specifically, not not being like uh, serving others or not being served. Uh, it's not a most fulfilling life, and definitely making connections with others will help you lessen some of your own burdens. If that's a if that's weird to think about. <laughs> yeah. No, that that makes sense. That even though it, it is good to be by yourself and have that energy, uh-uh. like, protecting your energy, but also, like, in your, your boundaries, but also being like, hey, I still need people, and I still need to... I still need to reach out and connect with them. Because you're right. People, we are social beings, and we do need to... We do need to connect. So. Yeah, we crave interaction, but you also need to be realistic with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, set up boundaries where you need yeah. And, yeah. I like that. So just wrap up. I have a couple questions left. Um, so this is kind of personal. What is something you wish people would ask you more that they don't ask you? What is my favorite dinosaur? 
Okay. What What is your favorite dinosaur? <laughs> I like the Allosaurus. Ooh, I'll have to look that one up. I don't know if I've heard of that one before. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, you know what question I just remembered that you would always make to people? What? Would you rather be a squirrel or a unicorn? Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. And it, I can't remember. What would you rather? Would you rather be a squirrel or a unicorn? You know, I wanted to be a unicorn, and then you gave me a really compelling argument about being a squirrel. Mm. Uh, like, you could go around a lot, uh, like, store your food, and you can you can really do that as a unicorn, because people would be like, oh, it's a unicorn, capture it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so you gave me some pretty good, but I, if I was a flying squirrel, I, I, I'm all in for oh, that. Yeah. That would be fantastic. <laughs> What what should I ask you that I didn't know enough to ask for this this interview? I'm trying to think. Well, we know each other pretty well, so I find that a, a little bit difficult. So I'm trying to think. Yeah. Um. Where do you see yourself in ten years? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's a job interview now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, okay. No, I have another one. Mm-hmm favorite Disney ride. Mmm. And? You should, have, you should have asked me that. I'm a little bit disappointed that you didn't ask me, but that's okay. I'll add that to my list for next time. <laughs> the favorite Disney <laughs> ride. Spelling's hard sometimes. I'm trying to get that on paper and throw it away later. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a good one. So what is your favorite Disney ride? Oh, dang it. Now I don't know. Oh, uh, let me think. Oh, one I haven't gone on, but I'm sure I'm going to love. It's in the Star Wars land. Oh, was in the one of the new ones? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's not Smuggler's Run. It's um. Oh my gosh. Rise of the Resistance. I really mm. want to go on that one. I okay. really, really want to go on that one. Awesome. Those are some good questions. Um, thanks for your time. And so. Right now, we're just going to do a little plug. Um, so where can people find you if they want to know more about ba- maybe being Miss Layton or um, the scholarship for STEM that you were um, you were sharing about at the start? So if you would like to donate to the scholarship, just go to the Davis Education Foundation. And they're going to have a button that says, like, general donation. Once you donate there, just write down Pursue STEM. That is um, P-U-R-S-U. STEM, S-T-E-M. If you would like to donate, there you go. Awesome. Um, we're, we're still looking for donations to hand out to a scholarship this year. Last year, we gave it to this girl in Bountiful High. She was going to Columbia University. I was very happy for her. Wow. So, yeah. She was going to be a neurosurgeon, so let's wish her luck. It was gone. She's awesome. Thank you, Julie, for your time, and we um, wish you luck in your next um, adventures, okay? Thank you, Kylie. This was awesome. I had so much fun. We are so very thankful for Julie coming on today. That was a very insightful and awesome opportunity to talk about being an introvert and anxiety. If you want to check out more of the scholarship, the website, I'll put it in the show notes below. And thanks for listening to this episode. Next time we'll be talking about how to be 
assertive but not aggressive as an introvert and what that means. So thanks for hopping on for this episode and we'll see you next week.